Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Luke chapter 22, the Bible tells us there, Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. He sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat. So they said to him, where do you, where do you want us to prepare? In other words, you are telling us to go and prepare a place. Where do you want us to go and prepare? Look at verse number 10. The Bible says, and he said to them, behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. Then ye shall say to the master of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And then he will show you a large furnished upper room. There, make ready. Verse number 13, so they went and they found it just as he had said to them and they prepared the Passover. Quick overview of this verse of the scripture before we begin to make the analysis. The first thing you will see here is that there was a need for a place to celebrate the Passover. Jesus wanted a place where he can meet with his disciples and enjoy the Passover with them. The next thing you see is that the question of where is this particular place, where is this particular Passover going to take place? Where do you want us to prepare? That was the question that John and Peter asked him in, in, Luke, in, in verse 9. They say, and they said to him, where do you want us to prepare? Where do you want to have this particular dinner? Where do you want to have this particular Passover? And the Bible tells us the next thing you see, the, the instruction that follows. There was an instruction that followed. Number one, there was a need. Number two, there was a question. And then number three, there was this instruction. And the instruction he said to them, he said, behold, when you enter the city, a man will meet you, carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he enters. And when you get into that particular house, the master of the house, he says, say to that, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? In other words, there was an instruction that Lord Jesus Christ gave his disciples to say, this is where I want you to go. And then the final thing is that there was a Passover that was prepared. The Bible says in verse number 13, you say, and they went and found it as he has said, as he said to them, and they prepared the Passover. Now, that is a high level overview of the verse of scripture we have read. But I want you to zero your mind back to verse number 10 of Luke 22. The Bible says, and he said to them, behold, when you enter the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. And the question is this. What if Peter and John did not see this man? Assume when they entered into the city, they were busy chit-chatting, talking and talking and talking. And for some reason, the man that carried the pitcher of water walked past them and they did not see him. For some reason, they could not find the man. What do you think would have happened to the Passover preparation if they missed that guy with the pitcher of water? 
If John and Peter, for some reason, thought that this guy that is there are so many people carrying pitchers of water, we don't know who he is, and then we just we just ignore them, and they were not able to identify or see this guy, what would have happened to the preparation? Let me suggest to you that if Peter and John did not see or did not find the man that carried the pitcher of water, the celebration would have been delayed because they wouldn't have the place to go to prepare. Number two, they will have to make alternative arrangement because the arrangement of heaven, the arrangement of the almighty God for them at that point in time was to find this guy that was carrying the pitcher of water. And if you miss that guy that carried the pitcher of water, you will have to make alternative arrangements. Number three, it is possible that if they missed this guy, their plans would have had to be adjusted. Because Jesus Christ had sent his people forward. He has asked them, go and prepare a place for me. And then he probably must have had a schedule based on that particular instruction that he gave. If these two guys had missed it, it means that that plan must have been, will, will have to be adjusted. Number three, the schedule would have been disrupted if they missed that guy. And frustration would have set in for Peter and John because they will have to go about the city looking for this guy if they missed him. And they will have to explain why they might, we have to go back and explain to the Lord Jesus Christ what they were doing for missing the guy that carried the pitcher of water. So you will agree with me that finding that particular man that carried the pitcher of water is extremely important because the successful celebration of the Passover heavily depended on finding this guy. The celebration, everything hinged on that particular sinful instruction. Go into the city, a man will carry the pitcher of water. And if you can't find that guy, every other plan is messed up. The question is, why is this story important? What does it have to do with the thoughts, with the team that we're talking about? My brothers and sisters, what I want you to understand is that when God is about to bless an individual, he not only opens your eyes to see what is possible. He not only gives you the direction that you need to follow. The Bible says he sends an individual into your life. If God is about to move you from the level where you are to the next level, if God is about to change your situation, if God is about to bless you, what he does is not just to open your eyes to see what is possible. It's not just to give you instruction. He will send a man, a woman. He will bring a relationship. He will bring an association into your way that if you connect with it, it changes everything. There are people that come into your life and your life turns around. And there are some people that come into your life and the devil makes sure they mess you up. Just that the Lord God Almighty can promote you with an individual, the devil can demote you with an individual. One person can cause you to be a very successful person. And one individual can also mess you up so badly that you may not be able to recover. When God is about to bless an individual, God not only sends a divine revelation and divine direction, the Lord sends him a divine helper. God sends him an individual. He gives him a divine connection. That connection that turns everything around. That is why you must not only find your divine helper, but you must cultivate the relationship with your divine helper so that what God wants to accomplish through that individual will be fulfilled in your life. It's not enough to just identify the guy. You will remember Jesus Christ said, when you get into the city, there is a guy that is carrying the pitcher of water. He said, follow him. It is one thing for you to identify the guy. It's another thing for you to follow him. There are people that God puts into your life. Unless you are willing to follow them, the blessings that God has in store for you may not materialize in your life. It is one thing to see the picture man. It is another thing for you to identify him. 
It is an extremely different thing for you to follow him and follow him consistently. The Bible says, follow him into the house where he enters. So it's not just you following him. It's paying attention to what he's doing and doing exactly, going exactly where he is going. So you must understand that it is not only, you must not only find your divine helper, but you must cultivate the relationship by following that particular divine helper so that the purpose and the plan of God for you through that person will be fulfilled. Because if you just follow and you don't do what they're supposed to do, God's blessings will not be released. The question this morning is, what does it mean? What is this thing that I'm calling divine connection? What is that divine connection? When I'm talking about, when I say divine connection, what am I talking about? I am talking about the people, the man or the woman that God strategically places into our lives. There are so many people that you meet, but there are very few people that God has sent to you. So when I talk about divine connection, I'm talking about the people that God has strategically put in your life. An association, a relationship that God brings us into to direct us to the place of our purpose. There is a, there is a relationship that you will get into. As soon as you get into that particular relationship, the doors of heaven open. And you will find out that you begin to travel in the place that God wants you to go. But you must be able to recognize that relationship. You must be able to recognize that association. So I mean, an individual, divine connection is an individual that God places in your life to effect and to facilitate God's purpose in your life. So people come into your life and before, when you start relating with them, you see that things begin to move in your life. They begin to show you what you need to do. They begin to give you ideas that move you to the next level. They are the people that God has placed in your life to effect and to facilitate God's purpose in your life. I mean, there is a relationship that is prepared from heaven to help you. That's what a divine connection is. An individual that God has prepared to play a defining role in your life. That is what a divine connection is all about. Not everybody is assigned to do that. Not everybody is called to assist you. Not everybody can begin to do the things that God has purposed, can help you get to where God is taking you. There are some relationships that takes you forward. There are some that brings you backward. That is what I mean by divine connection. And God places these individuals and this relationship and this association in your life, number one, for specific assignment sometimes. In other words, there are some relationships that are only for specific assignments. There is something going on in your life and God brings an individual to help you take care of that particular thing. Number two, the Lord places gives you divine connection sometimes for specific season in your life. That if you are going through a particular period in your life and the Lord brings an individual and says, travel the road with this individual through this particular season. That is different from a specific assignment. It is different from a particular situation that you are going through. But there's a season that you are going through in life. And the Lord Almighty just puts an individual there and says, I want you to travel this road with this particular person during this particular season. And then there is another person that the Lord gives you for intermittent season. What that means is that there is a season, there is a time they will come into your life, do what they need to do, exit, come back again and exit. There are people like that. You have, you know them, but you never really have that continuous relationship with them. They go in and they come out. They go in and they come out. When there's something about to happen in your life, the Lord brings them in. They do what they're supposed to do. They step back again. So you have this intermittent season that God brings these individuals into your life. And then there are some that the Lord puts into your life for all the seasons of your life. These are the individuals that you travel with in times of good, in times of evil. When things are beautiful, they are there. When things are not so beautiful, they are there. 
So you must recognize the people that God gives it, puts into your life. Number one, they are there for specific, they may be there for specific assignment. They may be there for a specific season. They may be there for intermittent season or they may be there for the seasons of life. And why is this important? It is important because it is your responsibility to know the duration of the assignment of an individual in your life. Let me repeat that again. It is your responsibility to know the duration of an individual in your life. The reason is because if you do not know the duration of the, of the, of the assignment of an individual in your life, what will happen is that you will hold on to them when you are supposed to let go. And then you will let go when you are supposed to hold on. There are people that God puts there just for a season. After the season, they are gone. If you hold on to them after that season, you will create unnecessary problem for yourself. There are people that God puts into your life for the seasons of your life. If you let them go too early, you forfeit the blessings that come into their life. So you must know when to hold and when to let go. That's why the Bible tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 1, it says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. By the time you get to verse number 5, the Bible says, a time to cast away stone, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. The fact that you no longer have a relationship with somebody does not mean that they are bad people. It just means that their season is over. It is your responsibility to know when the time or the assignment of an individual in your life is over. Because if you don't know that time, you will hold on longer than necessary or you will detach prematurely. The man with the picture that Jesus Christ told them that they were going to find, his assignment was very specific. He was supposed to lead them to the house where the Passover was supposed to take place. After that particular assignment was carried out, the Bible never mentioned that guy again. His season was done. His assignment was done. As soon as he showed them where they were supposed to go, entered into the house, the Bible never mentioned that guy again. So you must understand the time and the season of the person that God has sent to you. It is your responsibility to know the duration of the assignment of your divine helper so that you can take full advantage of it. The question is, why does God connect you with divine helpers? Why does God do it? Number one, my brothers and sisters, the Lord connects you to a divine helper because he wants you to learn for, for the purpose of learning and for the purpose of gaining advantage of their wisdom. No matter how intellectually sound you are, somebody knows more than you. For those who have a PhD, if you read their PhD dissertation very well, they know a lot about this very little thing. That is what, that's why they get their doctors from. The fact that somebody is a doctor doesn't mean he knows everything. But the unfortunate thing is that in our culture, because they put doctor in front of a name, the person got a doctor in gender study. All of a sudden, he thinks that he can come to church and tell us about God because he has a doctor at the back of his name. That does not qualify you for you to be able to speak the word of God. The point I'm making is that God puts people in your life for your own learning and for the development of your own wisdom so that you can access their learning. You can access their wisdom. And unless these people come into your life, you may not be able to learn it. Most of the things that we hear today, we hear from other people. We glean this information from other people. And the Lord puts some people in your life so that the things that they have experienced, you can learn from it. But sometimes it's better to learn from the experience of others. That's why the Lord puts some people in your life. Number two, why does God connect us with divine helper? The Lord does it so that we can have access 
access to their resources and access to the place that they have influence. There are some places you will never get to, even if you live to be a thousand years. But there are people that you can connect with that will take you to those places. There are some resources you will never have. But when you connect with certain people, they open the door. The reason is because they have access to those places. They have access to those people. They have access to those resources. So Lord, place God and individual into your life. Number one, to learn from them and to gain from their wisdom. Number two, to give you access to places you will never get to. And give you access to resources you may never have. Number three, why does Lord put, you know, uh, put people in your life? He puts people in our life for the period, for, enga- for encouragement and for support. No matter how anointed you are, a day will come when the enemy will do a number on you. And when the enemy does a number on you, what do you need? You need somebody to be able to hold you up. No matter how happy you are, there are days when your spirit will be heavy, when you will be down. The Bible says two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor. In other words, there are times when things are difficult. You need an individual. That's why the Lord places people in our lives. And that is why it is not productive, it is not useful, it is not advantageous for any man to live a life of isolation because God does not design you for that purpose. He said he puts the solitary in families. God does not want you to be on your own. So God puts people in your life, number four, to be able to exalt and to promote you. To be able to exalt and to promote you. It was the life of, it was said, there was this individual that introduced David to the palace of the king. If you read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, the Bible says that when the, when Saul started uh, having a torment of evil spirit, somebody, a voice in the palace of the king, spoke up and said, I know a son of Jesse who is good with music. This person can play and that evil spirit will go. That is the person, the voice of exaltation, the voice of promotion. That is a divine connection. There was this particular little girl. Which many of us don't pay attention to. I think in 2 Kings chapter 5. The Bible tells us that there was this particular general. Syrian general. Named Naaman. Naaman was leprous. But the Bible said that there was this little girl. A house of a helper in the house. And it says that if my master can just go to the prophet in Samaria. He said and he will speak to that prophet. He said the, the, the leprosy will disappear. That is a divine connection. Because Naaman in his own understanding, with his own connection, will never have been able to contact or get in touch with Elisha. But that little girl served as the divine connection. So divine connection exalts. Divine connection promotes. Not only that, the voice of the Almighty, the Lord Almighty brings divine connection into your life to be able to help with your assignments. Because when you get your assignment, you cannot, it is impossible for you to do it alone. And that's why the Lord Almighty bring divine helpers your way. The Bible makes us to understand that there, any man, anyone who you know, say one is not enough number. One is not a big enough number to achieve something that is important, to achieve something that is great. And that is why the Lord puts divine helpers your way to be able to help with your assignment. The question then is, uh, how do you recognize the men and the women that God has put into your life to move you forward? How do you recognize it? Number one, you recognize, let's go to the book of Luke chapter 22 again, from verse number seven. Then he sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover that we may eat. So they said to him, where do you want us to prepare? And he said to them, behold, when you enter into the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house that he enters. And then you shall say to the master of the house, the teacher says to you, 
Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he shall show you a large furnished upper room. There, make ready. So they went and found it as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. The question is, how do you recognize? How do you recognize the person, the man, the woman that God has placed into your life to take you to the next level? The first thing you will notice is this. There is what is called a connection of the spirits. There are people you meet and your spirit will connect with them. There are people you meet and there is this repulsion. No matter how hard you try to like these people, it just doesn't work. Something inside of you tells you it's unsettling. And that is what I refer to as the knitting of the spirit. Bible makes us to understand that when David and Jonathan met each other, as soon as they met, something connected, something clicked. And Jonathan was responsible for saving the life of David because his father was intended on killing him. So the first sign of knowing the people that God has sent to be a divine connection, to be a divine help for you, is that there is this particular knitting of the spirits. Your spirit agrees with that individual. You come into their presence and you can feel the peace of God. You come into their presence and you know that there is something that connects you. I'm not talking about the, the butterfly in your stomach. No, I'm talking about the spirit that actually connects between two individuals. I'm talking about when your spirit agrees with an individual. You sit in the presence of that person and you can feel it that yes, God has sent this person into my life. Number two, how do you recognize them? You recognize them because their relationship always motivates and encourages when you are down and you come into presence of this particular individual or this group of people, they have a way of lifting your spirit. They have a way of taking you to the next level. They have a way of making you feel that the whole world is a very simple place. That you can do anything. And I'm not just talking about people who are just giving you all sorts of crap. Who are telling you that's just to make you happy. No. I'm talking about people who sincerely are able to look at you and tell you, my friend, you can do this thing. Yes, things are difficult, but yes, you can do it. Things may not go the way you want to go, but you can do it. They encourage and they motivate you. That is a sign that this is an individual that God has sent into your life. Number three, these are the people that enlarge and increases you. They enlarge and they increase you. In other words, everywhere you go, they are always seeking for a way to make you better. They are seeking for a way to increase you. It is unfortunate that there are people who are married to an individual and the man or the woman is jealous of the progress of their husband or their wives. That is a terrible thing. The idea is that the people that God sends into your life, the people that God sends into your life, they enlarge and they increase you. They make you better. Whatever you put your hands into, they are always looking for a way to make you better. They are always looking for a way to increase what they are doing. But if you continue to pull down that particular individual that you are working together, the Bible says, can two, can two work together except they agree? If you can't agree, if you cannot increase, if you cannot enlarge their life, what happens is that you are working against yourself. And when you are in that kind of a relationship, God will help you. So when you find an individual who enlarge, when you find an individual who increases, that is an indication that that is the person that God has sent to be able to move you forward. Not only that, when you see an individual who challenges and improves you, who tells you you cannot stay where you are, you can do better. You are better than this. You are smarter than this. You are more educated than this. You have the energy more than this. The people who are making it don't have 10 here. They are not better than you. They even say somebody who's always challenging you to do better, always challenging you to move forward, always challenging you to, to, to improve on your game. That is an indication that this is an individual that God has placed in your life to move you forward. 
And then one other thing you'll find is that this individual will invest in your life. Not because of what they intend to gain out of it, but because they feel they need to be able to invest in your life. They invest in your success. They invest in your increase. They invest in the things that make you better. If you are talking about the work that you are doing, they invest in that work. It doesn't necessarily mean that they put money in it. It simply means that they give you ideas. They give you strategies. They they invest in prayer for you. They support you with the word of God to make sure that you become the best. When you are in the midst of somebody and that person is always pulling you down. That person is always finding a way to undercut you. If you begin to give a testimony, they have a better testimony. Be careful around that person. Because they will always, they will never be happy unless they are on top. This is how you recognize individuals who God has sent to be a blessing in your life. The question is, why is it important for you to recognize these people? Why is it important for you to recognize these people? Many of you have been with me for a long time. You've heard me say this and say it all the time. I say that how far you travel in life is a function of the people that you are traveling with. If you travel with people who have a destination, people who know what they're doing, people who have a goal in life, you will move faster. People who challenge you, people who are ready to move, those are the, if you travel with those people, you move faster. But if you travel with people who cannot even see their tomorrow, People who have no idea what God has in store for them, they will continue to travel around in circles. The question is, why must you recognize the people that God has placed in your life? In the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 26, the Bible says something about this guy called King Uzziah. Uzziah became the king at the age of 16. But the Lord Almighty blessed him so much. And in verse number 52, I don't want to go into the detail, but verse number 52 now began to encapsulate what the Lord did for him. The Bible says, and he made Jerusalem, and he made in Jerusalem engines, invented by cunning men, to be on the tower and upon the bulwark, to shoot arrows and great stones without. And his name spread far above, for he was marvelously helped till he was very strong. How did this happen? How was this Uzziah be? How did he become so marvelously, marvelously blessed that he became so strong? The reason is because he was able to identify the people. Cunning men, look at what he said. The Bible says, and he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men. People who are smart, he was able to connect with them. And the Bible said, the Lord used those individuals to be able to make him strong. The question is, why is it important for you to recognize the people that God has placed in your life? It is important because if you do not recognize the people that God has placed in your life, number one thing you will find is there is going to be what is called an abortion of purpose. When there is nobody to support you, when there is nobody to be able to help you get to where you are going to, you will find that all your intentions disappear. When there is no divine helper, purpose is aborted. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Number two, when there is no divine, when you cannot recognize the people that God has sent unto you, you will begin to walk, but you will not get the results that you're looking for. Because only you cannot do certain things. You are limited by the power, by the by what you can achieve. So uh, labor becomes very fruitless. When you cannot recognize your, div- your divine connection, discouragement and frustration will set in. There are a lot of smart people who are living in third world countries. A lot of smart people who are even in this particular country. But for some reason, they are not able to break through. Not because they don't have the wisdom, not because they are lazy, but because there is no help to be able to move them to the next level. 
So when you do not recognize the people that God has placed into your life, discouragement and frustration will go away. When you do not recognize the people that God has placed in your life, you will be walking. And your mate will look at you and say, what is wrong with this guy? You look like a guy who is unintelligent. There are times when you walk, but your labor is not rewarded because you don't have the necessary help, the necessary resources to be able to move you to the next level. When you do not recognize the people that God has sent to help you, stagnation and retrogression happen because frustration comes in. You are walking. You are walking. You look at an individual, 24-year-old, 34-year-old boy. They are CEOs. They are all these things. And you see, this is the same idea. I have the wisdom. I can do this thing. But you don't have the help. You don't have the resources to be able to move it forward. So what happened? You begin to, you know, at one point in time, you just give up. That's what happened when you can't recognize the people that God has placed in your life. But when you recognize and you cultivate the divine, the, the divine connection that God has placed into your life, when you recognize the people that God has placed into your life, the first thing you will see is that fruitfulness and productivity becomes your portion. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.